0: Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today I want to talk about data. Now, I'm just going to start off by saying, yes, I say data, I don't say data, I don't say, I don't know how you guys say it, but I'm going to go with data because that's like the British thing in me to say it that way. Um, But yeah, we're basically talking about data today. And the three areas that I want to talk about in terms of data are creating new products, optimizing your existing listings and marketing your products. So those are the three things I want to talk about and how we can use data, inform decisions when we're spending time on our business in those areas. So how can we use data when we're thinking about our next product and what we should create? How can we use data when we need to optimize what we already have? And how can we use data to decide where we should market and how much time we should spend and all those decisions? And this is a really important episode. I promise it's not going to be boring. I promise I won't be talking about numbers and percentages too much. It won't be really dull. It will hopefully just inspire you to go away and think, okay, well, actually, I'm going to spend less time on that because that doesn't bring me money. And I'm going to look at that number and help me decide what product I should make next. Like, I'm hoping it will just help you make some decisions. So let's dive in. So first up, we're going to be talking about creating new products. That is literally how we run our TPT businesses. We make products. But creating products should be something that involves a little bit of data. Data. Oh my goodness! Now I can't even say it right. <laughs> um, it's hard because my like I want to say data, but then I live in Australia and they like they say data here, and, and I don't even know anymore. I've lived here too long. Okay, data. All right. Where was I? <laughs> so when you're creating new products, sometimes you just want to make that decision on your own. You know, that would be cool to make, or this is what my class needs, and like that's fine. You get to decide. It's your business, and if you have a cool idea. Or you want to teach a certain concept and you can't find the product on TPT and you make it yourself and then you sell it yourself. Like, that's fine. That's how you might make products. But sometimes it is good to use data to help inform what you're making because it's horrible. It really is truly horrible to waste your time. Nobody wants to waste their time. And if you spend hours, days, weeks, or even months making a product or a product line that isn't going to bring you a lot of money, then that's that's a waste of time. So how can we prevent that? And I really think that data is one of those things that does that. Now, when I say data, I do mean the numbers. I do mean the analytics side of things. But it, it can also just be what you know inside. Like, I mean, we're pretty clever human beings. We have brains. We have memory. And even when I'm not looking at the numbers on TPT or any kind of dashboard, I think I know in my heart like and in my head what is doing well for me and what isn't. Like I can kind of think of certain product lines and yeah, I know that they are profitable for me. I see them selling every day. I get the vibe that they're doing well. And there are other ones I think, well, that doesn't really sell. And and I use that gut response to say, well, probably that shouldn't make products like that anymore if they're not going to sell or I should make products like that if they do sell. So sometimes it's my intuition as well, but a lot of it is, yeah, literally looking at the numbers and, and seeing what is selling and what isn't because if something isn't performing well, you shouldn't be spending your time on it. And that that's the really harsh truth. So when you're about to make a new product, If it's not something you've already, you know, thought of, if you're just kind of brainstorming ideas, like what could I make next? I want you to not just dive into the creation. I want you to actually sort of check that it's something that's going to sell first. I mean, you can go and survey your audience and ask if that's what they need. You can do things like that. But sometimes it's just good to look at the information you already have. Now, if you're a new seller, you might not have a lot of data just yet, and that's okay. But as you grow, it would be good for you to know this so that, you know, you can start making data informed decisions. Now, the data that I want to talk about today is on TPT primarily, because TPT gives us some pretty awesome information. If you go to the drop down menu on your homepage, you can access the sales report, the product statistics tab, you can go to the dashboard, the traffic. I mean, any information you want is pretty much within reach, but we don't tend to use it. And and the simple truth I think is, and I'd love to know if you agree with me on this one, but data can sometimes just be really boring. Like why would I want to sit and look at a bunch of numbers when I could be like making a new worksheet? Woohoo! Um, I know how that feels. So if you feel that way, I get it. But we sometimes just have to sort of suck it up and bite the bullet and go and do a little bit of data research. Otherwise, we waste our time in the long run. So if you're sort of thinking, I don't want to do this, Alex, I'm, I'm here to tell you that this is a good use of your time, even just a small portion of your time, just so that you don't waste your time. So a really easy manageable thing to do would be to set aside like 30 minutes maybe an hour I don't know here and there Um, you could just set aside 30 minutes this month where you you know you pop onto TPT and you and you scrutinize and analyze your data Um, because obviously like I said we can use our gut and our instinct and our brain and our heart we kind of know what's doing well and what's not roughly and that can help us make decisions but sometimes you need the concrete evidence to back that up sometimes you need The cold hard truth in your face like a number that says well this product line isn't doing well I'm not going to keep making products for it anymore sometimes you need that kind of yeah that wake up call I suppose so a really simple challenge for you this month is to hop on to TPT and spend some time looking at your data like have a little date with your data a data date (laughs) and then this will help you decide what products you're going to create in the coming weeks and months I want you to look at what sells well and what doesn't sell well before you make something. So I don't know, I have a lot of like sentence building worksheets in my store, for example, like the kids cut and paste um, and build sentences and stuff. So I first started making those, you know, quite a few years ago and I, I made a couple, I think a couple, maybe one product, maybe it was a handful. I don't know, maybe I'd made three or four. I can't really remember, but I got the vibe that it was doing well. Like they were starting to sell a bit. You know, that was that instinct kind of thing. I could see it selling each day. So I was like, okay, well this is doing well. But I also actually hopped into my, you know, data to double check. And yeah, I could see that my sentence building worksheets were often getting quite a few views. They were getting some good conversions. They were selling fairly well. I, I felt positive that they were doing well. And so guess what I did? I made more sentence building products. I I'd had all these ideas of other like, you know, maths resources I wanted to make But I stopped because I thought I have something clearly here that's a winner, something that's doing well. So I know it sounds really like businessy and horrible and like, but let's capitalize on that. And and it sounds harsh, but it's true. Like you should, you should capitalize on what's doing well. So I have a lot of sentence building activities now. I have like one for every season and holiday and theme and topic under the sun, I'm pretty sure. Um, And I use that to make more of those and I ultimately ended up having these big bundles and mega bundles and and it's been fairly profitable for me so I'm really glad that I didn't just make the maths products that I had been kind of ooing and aahing about and actually made something that was doing well for me and here's the other flip side of it as the years went by some of those products weren't selling so well like the sentence building wasn't maintaining the momentum I thought it would and so when I had thought about making more of them I stopped myself I was like well actually you know They're not doing super well at the moment. I'm going to move on to something different. So I use that data to help me make things, but also to stop making things. You know, if it's not working, it's not working. I also go to my statistics and I look at what's not selling. And if something's really, you know, underperforming, then I think, okay, well, I won't make any more of that. I won't do that kind of thing anymore. I I look at it in specific ways. Like I look at a specific product or a product line and say well that type of resource doesn't do well or that topic doesn't do well but I also look at big broad things as well in my business like I have some literacy ELA whatever you want to call it kind of resources and I also have some math stuff um well you guys call it math but I could. I started looking at the big picture and I could see that my math stuff just wasn't doing as well overall. They weren't really my best sellers. They weren't converting as well. And I could see I was making a lot more money from my literacy stuff. And so now I make a lot more literacy stuff. And, and that's not just a specific product I make more of. As a whole, I now have a bit of a different direction in my business. So data can really help you create your next literal product, but it can also help you Inform decisions in the future with in general what subjects, grade levels, product types, topics that you cater for. You know, Um, right now it's sort of like, you know, it's August 2021 at the moment as of recording this podcast Um, and digital is kind of, it's kind of, It's not as popular as it used to be. You know, we were all buying a lot of digital resources last year in 2020. It's starting to lose its momentum a little bit. So guess what I'm not making right now? I'm not making digital stuff because if it's not selling, I'm not going to make it. I'm transitioning back to my sort of paper PDF stuff and I want to make boom cards. I love making boom cards, but I'm going to wait a little while and see how that goes because if it's not performing right now i shouldn't waste my time on it and and i have to be really harsh with myself in that area so in summary with this first part i've been talking about creating products and i really want you to make products that are actually going to sell and remember that creating products is a bit of a russian roulette you just never quite know when you upload that product if it's ever going to sell if it's going to be a worse seller a best seller nobody really knows not even the experienced people can ever truly confidently say that this is going to perform well but you can go into it with a little bit more knowledge if you have looked at that data and seen well I feel fairly confident this is going to sell because in the past my other similar products have performed well Um, so yeah my challenge for you in this in this part is to set aside maybe in 30 minutes an hour where you do a bit of research on what is selling and what isn't in your store and help that guide your future product creation Don't be shy about going to your best sellers and and making more of them or, you know, making a slightly different version, expanding on a product line, like recreating it in a slightly different way. Like there's no harm in that. Capitalize on what works and stop doing what doesn't work. Honestly, that's like the most profitable action you can take. The next thing I want to talk about is optimizing your existing listings and how you should use data to not just make products, but to fix the ones you already have. Um, You may hear me talking about this a lot. I'm really into product updating and I do it on a Friday most weeks. Um, And I tend to go in, you know, each week and I optimize something that's already in my store. And that's the product and it's the listing. And I've done a whole podcast episode on this, so be sure to go and check that out. But honestly, I tend to do quite a lot of product updating and that's a really powerful thing to do. So here is my challenge for you. You need to go into your product statistics on TPT, that section, the product statistics section where it has all your views and your conversions and everything, and do a little bit of analyzing of what you already have. Look at what has views, what has really high views and what has really low views? Maybe you could take some notes or make up a little spreadsheet or something. What are my 10 best-performing products that have like the most traffic and views? And what are my, you know, 5 to 10 products that have like the worst views? How can I fix that? How can I get more views there? And, you know, you can do those things like you can tweak the title, the description snippet. You could change your keywords, you know, work on your search engine optimization on those products. I and mean, that's not a big job. That can be a quick fix. Um, You could make a new cover for some of those ones with the lowest views or um, you could do a bit of marketing for them. You know, you go and you make some pins and you talk about them on Instagram, whatever. But you can look at your low views and help that sort of Make some changes. I guess it's a sort of easy thing you can do. What has low views? How can I get higher views? Basically, I'm going to go make a new cover. Woohoo! Done. You can also look at what's you know performing well and what's what has a lot of traffic and high views because that can be really insightful too. Like we talked about, it can help you decide what to make next. But if you've got a product that has really high views and really high traffic, clearly it's got good SEO or people just want this product. Or, you know you're doing something to get people there that's great you should be capitalizing on that um, looking at those high high view products do they have high conversions if not let's fix those because people are already looking at this bestseller why not make it sell even more so don't just assume just because it's got loads of people looking at it that you can leave it alone if it's got high views you might also want to go on there and give it a better conversion you know Can I add some new thumbnails? Can I update the preview? Can I update the description? Those are the three things that are going to help the conversion of the product. You might even update the product itself. I mean, there's lots of things you can do. Conversions are a really powerful thing to look at. Now, if you are... You know, feeling really confused. You're like, Alex, I'm a new seller. What's a conversion? Um, that's that percentage number that you can see on your product statistics. So, if a hundred people view your resource and five people purchase, that's a five percent conversion. So, use that percentage. Say, well, if it's really, really low, how can I make it higher? On my best sellers, but you can also look at your worst sellers. What are your products with the lowest conversions what 's like the five ten products you have that have such low conversions? Obviously, you want to ignore really new products. They might not have a lot of views and conversions yet maybe don 't look at those, but you know look at products that have been on TPT quite a few months. Or years and say, well, which ones have the lowest conversions? If it's something so like a 1% conversion, maybe you could set aside 20 minutes and go make a new preview. I mean, that's a quick win right there. Easy task for you to do. Um, not to like segue into a big rant here, but I sometimes feel like people want to increase their sales, but they don't do what I think is the really obvious thing to do, which is like optimize your listings. They... They just share their products and like spam Facebook groups or they like, you know, like here's my latest product or they like do follow loops on Instagram. They're always trying to do like the quick wins, the easy stuff. And I'm like, well, I have a quick idea for you and it's actually going to work. Go and sit down and make a preview. Like, That's yeah, I, I hope that inspires you a little bit to think if you are feeling frustrated with your sales, like, you know, you've got really low sales and you're just kind of feeling a bit heartbroken about it. What can you do that's like a quick and easy thing that's actually going to work? And I promise it's not spamming a Facebook group or like just constantly spamming people on Instagram with stuff. It's going to TPT itself and optimizing your listings. And it doesn't have to be a big job. It can be a 10 minute job, a 20 minute, half an hour, like something quick, a new cover, a new preview, a new thumbnail. Um, I promise it's worth it. So yes, in terms of optimizing your listings, just in summary, what we want to do is look at what has low views and low conversions and optimize those and we want to also look at you know what has high views and conversions because sometimes looking at the well the good performing stuff can help you see what's working. You can look at a bestseller that has a really high conversion and say, well what am I doing well here that I'm not doing on my other products. If you're being really brutally honest with yourself, you'll be able to see the difference. I look at my best sellers and I look at my worst sellers and I'm often not surprised, I'm like, if I'm being brutally honest, the cover isn't that great on my worst seller, the thumbnails aren't that great, and I could probably work on that, and I know deep down it needs work, so look at your best performing stuff, and let that kind of inspire you and motivate you, and say, well, how can I replicate this, and, and how can I use this information, what am I doing well here that I can replicate, so definitely do that overall you know we've talked about views and conversions but you can just look at what's selling you know you can sort that product statistics page by what's selling the most and what's selling the least so maybe look at what's selling the most in general and and just a bit of studying of that so that you can replicate it and look at what's selling the least and say, well, well, how can I fix that? In terms of product updating, I'm a really big fan of updating bestsellers. I talk about that a lot. I think that's the best use of your time and the highest return on investment. If you are limited on time, like you're a full-time teacher... And you have three kids and you're just a like busy, super busy person and you're like, well, I don't have a lot of time, Alex. I only have like 20 minutes on a Sunday afternoon where I think I might be able to do this. I would go and work on your bestseller because that's the best return on investment. You know, you make a new preview in that 20 minutes you could make crazy money on that bestseller in the next few weeks because it's already getting views and you're just making it sell even more. So if you're short on time, update your bestsellers. But if you have a bit of time on your hands, I would, you know, also look at those low view, low conversion, low selling products, because there's probably some tweaks you can make. I really, yeah, I really hope this is going to inspire you to go away and look at that st- the statistics, look at what's, you know, performing well and what's not and help that guide you. Um, In terms of this podcast episode, I've been talking about the statistics tab the most. I think that has the biggest wealth of information in terms of conversions and stuff. But the other things you can look at, you can look at your sales report. If you can, I sometimes just do a quick scroll through and I'll see there's like a little number in brackets that tells you how many products someone has purchased from you. It might often just say one, but every now and then there'll be a person and it says they've bought like five or 10 products from me. And I click on that number and I go and see what exact products they've bought because that kind of helps me make decisions. Well, okay, they keep buying that product line. Like, yeah, product lines are really powerful. I'm going to make more of that or I'm going to keep making product lines. Or I see someone's buying like similar topics. They buy the PowerPoint and then they buy the worksheets. And I'm like, well, maybe that will help me upsell. I'll use... I use that information to kind of upsell one to the other like sales report is another area that you could do a bit of studying basically and it will basically tell you what people are buying in terms of like when they come back and as a repeat buyer what are they buying again and again um, because this will help you decide well if they're buying five products in my product line you know they're clearly coming back for more they like this I'm going to make more of that it It can sort of motivate you to make bundles and product lines and similar resources and not just each month make a brand new random resource, but like make something connected to something you've already made. You've made something, it's performing well, why not make like a set two, a second version of it or, you know, a product line where it's the same, like type of product it's the same template but you just change the theme or you switch things out a bit like yeah that sales report can kind of be a boost that sort of tells you to make more of things and optimize things in terms of product lines so yes that's something to check out now the third and final thing I want to chat about um, before we wrap up because this podcast is getting a little bit long is marketing and the question you want to ask yourself is what is bringing you money So the reason I want to talk about marketing is because I want you to use data to inform where you spend your time. This is, if you've ever heard of the Pareto principle, that whole like 80-20 thing, we tend to fall into the trap of spending 80% of our time on stuff that doesn't make us a lot of money, that makes us like 20% of our revenue. And then we tend to spend like 20% of our time on the really important stuff that brings us 80% of our revenue and we all fall into that trap. So don't feel bad if that's you. I know I do that sometimes. But it's a good idea for you to look at your traffic tab on TPT, so the traffic section. So go to your dashboard, go switch over to the traffic bit, look at where people are finding you and really brutally analyze that. Because if you're making money from a certain traffic source, you could spend more time on that platform. And if you're not making money, then maybe you could spend less time on it. Now, I'm not going to say stop doing things. I hate it when people do that. I hate when people like look at their traffic tab and say, I'm not making money from Pinterest or Instagram, whatever. And then I'm going to throw in the towel. Like that's not what you should do. That's that's not, don't give up on things. But use that information to spend slightly more, or slightly less time on something. So I look at my traffic section on TPT and I can see that most of my money comes from Teachers Pay Teachers. But a lot of it also comes from Pinterest a lot of it, um, and then after that, you know there's small amounts that come from my blog, my email list, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and looking at that overall, I can see that a lot of my money is coming from TPT and Pinterest, so that's where I spend the majority of my time creating products, updating products, making pins, because it's literally what is bringing me my money. A bad idea would be, and I fall into this trap all the time. <laughs> Me spending hours and hours of my time doing those other things that aren't bringing me a lot of money. Now, like I said, you don't just quit. I don't look at my traffic tab and say, oh, Facebook isn't bringing me a lot of money. I'm never going to use it again. Like that's not wise because if you never use it again, it's never going to make you money. Like you can't quit because you'll never grow that platform. But I just say, well, I'm going to spend a lot less time on Facebook if it's not bringing me a lot of money. I'm just going to, you know, spend one morning each month and I'm going to batch a few posts and schedule them out and I'll be done with it because it doesn't bring me a massive amount of money and that's fine. So I guess in summary, what I'm saying is if something is literally bringing you no money or a very small amount of money, don't quit, but just scale back a little bit so that you're kind of spending your time proportionately well, if it's making you you know, a really small amount of money. You don't want to be spending 20% of your time on it, if you get what I'm saying. But conversely, use that information on the traffic section to tell you well, what's working. Maybe you should be capitalizing on that. If you actually are making any money from Pinterest, then yeah, go ahead and keep using Pinterest. Make sure you make some pins this week. You know what I mean? So you want to be using that wisely. There's nothing worse than wasting your time in this business. Like, You could be a really super busy person, like I said. You could be full-time teaching. You could be a busy parent trying to run a business. There's not enough hours in the day. Like, that's so true. So in your precious time that you have, you want to be wise about how you spend it. That means you want to be creating products that actually sell. You want to be optimizing your products to make them sell more. You want to be marketing on platforms that are actually going to bring you money. So data is... Is the secret key? I promise, because it's it's the kind of cold, harsh truth. It's the reality check that we all need. It will, you'll look at it and you'll see that you know you're not making a lot of money from Instagram, so you probably shouldn't be sitting on Instagram for an hour every day. Um, maybe you could spend a little bit of that time doing something else. So, the numbers they don't really lie. I mean, they sort of lie, I guess, if I have to segue a little bit here, I'll say that sometimes there's inaccuracies on the TPT analytics side of things. You know, you can't trust everything you see there, like Pinterest, for example. It will tell you you've made no money when actually you have, but that's a rant for another day. But overall, though, the numbers often give you some quite brutal truths that you don't want to ignore. So I really suggest that you do that. And I want to give you an action item. I want you to stop listening to this today, but actually go ahead and and put some action into place. So I want you to set aside some time to do some have that date with your data, that data date. Maybe it's a Sunday afternoon, maybe it's a Friday night, maybe you'll set aside 30 minutes or an hour or, or a whole day, or however long you have, and you'll commit to sitting there and looking at the numbers and, and taking some notes and making some tough decisions about what to do from now onwards in your business. Um, because I think it will be more profitable for you. I truly think that I think spending your time in the right areas and doing the right things will bring you more money. Now, this episode has gotten a little bit long, so I'm going to wrap up now, and I hope you feel inspired to have a date with your data today or in the future. I do want to mention make sure that you are subscribed to my weekly newsletter because. As I was doing this podcast episode, I was was kind of ranting about the Pinterest thing a minute ago. I was thinking about how I literally just sent an email the other week about the traffic tab. And I was saying about how you shouldn't trust it and how it can be wrong in terms of Pinterest. And yeah, I do give quite a lot of information away in those weekly emails sometimes. And I also obviously let you know when podcast episodes are coming out. So if you haven't already done so, I'll put a link in the show notes. Make sure you are subscribed to my weekly newsletter because it will, you know, give you those tips you need. But I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.